My guest today is Holly Gillen from Holly G Studios, and she and I are very aligned on one key message for business owners and entrepreneurs out there when it comes to video, and that is stop doing video for video's sake. Stop it. So keep on listening because in episode 113 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, Holly's going to break down her seven stages to what she calls business cinema. Are you ready? Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 113 of the podcast and I have an awesome interview show lined up for you today. So my guest today is Holly Gillen from Holly G Studios. Now, Holly empowers high-performing female entrepreneurs to save time on both sides of the camera and she teaches them the skills they need to not just create video, but to create what she calls business cinema. And in the episode today, she breaks that down for us in a much deeper way. Now, Holly started her career in video production in 2008 as a camera operator, producer and editor, working with big industry names, including the Sundance Channel, Sony Music, Nick.com, HBO, Big Time Rush and many others. Her skills and experience run the full gamut from producing and directing to shooting and editing, and she's now translated those skills into a range of educational courses and services to support high-performing leading lady entrepreneurs in their quest for video stardom. Now, I wanted to bring Holly onto the show because she and I align on so much of what we believe is critical to creating and producing video that produces an ROI for a business. And that is taking a strategic approach to video content production and marketing. And we're gonna break this down further in this episode. So without further ado, I'm just gonna jump right into the show today and welcome Holly Gillen from Holly G Studios. Holly Gillen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on, Ben. I am super excited to chat with you and your audience today. And I'm also excited to chat with you because I know you've got some great insight into the world of video for business owners and also in your your focus on working with female entrepreneurs, which we'll get into a little bit today as well. But before we do, for people that haven't heard of Holly G, Holly Gillen, can you tell us a bit about your backstory, what led, led you into the world of video and business? Sure. It was way back in 2008 that I got involved in video production. And it, it, it just was a, you know, a series of different events that were happening, one of which was the housing bubble bursting here in the United States and specifically where I was working as a licensed real estate agent in Florida. And I was let go from my position and I was left at a crossroad and I thought to myself, well, hey, what do I, what do I really want to be doing? Because that ne- wasn't necessarily like my dream job, but it was, you know, something that I was doing because I was great at it and I loved doing the, you know, the work involved in it. But I was like, what do I really want to do? And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I've always had an interest in photography and it was just a natural progression to slip into video production from there. And I was home on one day watching TV unemployed and I was like, 
look at this commercial for the Travel Channel came on, Travel Channel Academy, that the, it was a school that the Travel Channel had put together to teach people how to shoot and edit video Travel Channel style. And oh, I was cool. like, oh my God, that would be like a dream job. I totally want to do yeah. that. So I did that. And then that led into an opportunity for me to travel around Mexico, shooting a documentary. And from that point, I went back to Florida. I spent two months doing that in the summer of 2008, went back to Florida and met with every production company within a 50 mile radius. It was like, you know, who's hiring? And I was like, we're not seeing anything. I was like, all right. Two weeks later, I had packed, put into storage or sold everything I owned and moved back to New York to get involved in the production uh, scene up here, which I did. I got an internship with a documentary production company and that led to all sorts of different opportunities. And I worked for years um, behind the camera as a camera operator, a video editor, and a producer, and I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Cool. Travel Channel School. Who, whoever knew that was such a thing? That would have been would have been fun, right? It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I digress because we're not here to talk about channel uh, travel channel videos. We're here to talk about videos for the purpose of, of growing a business. So what led you into into that, into working in the world of online video and business? Sure. So as I was, you know, uh, involved in the production industry here in New York City, you know, a lot of my colleagues were clamoring to work with, you know, corporate clients, people who had deep pockets, lots of money to spend. Then I, around 2010, started to notice this other trend happening. And I was like, what about like website video and people who want to make video for YouTube and businesses that, you know, small businesses or mom and pop shops or, you know, people who don't necessarily have that giant budget to be creating, you know, these very, um, intensive projects. And I created my own production company in 2010. And I started working with um, business owners to create videos for their businesses. But I came to the realization very quickly that everybody had the same questions and concerns when it came to video. Like I want to make video, but I don't know what kind of video I want to make. I don't know how much money it's going to cost. I'm personally not ready to be the representative of my video on camera. So a lot of like working with a lot of people who weren't prepared to be on camera, didn't have um, that, uh, their their on-camera persona quite nailed down. So then that led into my next business, which was the Media Prep Group, which I pulled together to teach people how to present themselves and their businesses on camera and in the media. And I teamed up with a media trainer and a public speaking coach, and I was doing training with people, getting them comfortable on camera and just used to that. And then I realized, this business model's all wrong. So in 2013, I started my online business and that's when I started working with, you know, people from all around the world. Yeah. Cool. So when you think about those, whether they be online business owners or entrepreneurs or whether they be those mum and pop shops, you know, local small businesses, I think, you know, online video has been a thing for like 15 years now and every, every year it's the year of online video, right? And, you know, 2020 is probably going to be the year of online video. So, I mean, video for business has been a thing for a while now, but but what do you see as the opportunity still right now for business owners who are who are maybe not making use of, of video in, in their business and in their marketing right now? I mean, video is one of the most powerful tools you have as an online business owner because you don't have the opportunity to physically be in the same room with your clients. So they don't, they can't really get a sense of who you are without that video element to your business where people get an opportunity to look into your digital eyeballs and hear the tone in your voice and, you know, really get to know who you are as a person. And 
you may be sitting back thinking, well, there's like a million people who do the same thing that I do. Why do I need to make videos? Because this is exactly what differentiates you from your competition because there is no other you. There's nobody who has your same exact skill set, your personality, who's going to be able to deliver the information that you have in the only the way that you can deliver it through, you know, video as a medium. And there's so much opportunity still for you to be able to create, be creating those connections and building those relationships by using video. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when you think about those business owners that are throwing these excuses out and like, you know, oh, I, you know, I'm not comfortable on camera or I don't know what videos to make or, you know, there's already so many videos out there, you know, how's my video going to even make a difference? All the, I'm, I'm sure you hear all these same excuses over and over again. It's probably running through the listener's mind right now as well. But what would you say is, is the biggest mistake or, or the, the biggest problem that most people have when it comes to considering video? You know, what are people doing wrong or not thinking about properly? I think a lot of people see or comparing. There's, I mean, there's so many, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a well, lot of people, we could spend a while. <laughs> exactly. I can go in a million different directions with this. But yeah, one of them is like you're comparing your now to somebody else's five years down the road, you know, and you think that because your video doesn't look like so-and-so's video that somehow you're failing. Well, you know, it takes time to ramp up. Video is a long-term strategy and it's not something that you're going to be immediately stellar at. Very few people are. You know, I always equate it to either riding a bike or learning how to drive a car. Like the first time you get in your car, you know, you're 16 years old. You're like, whoa, what does all these buttons do? Which pedal does what? And or if it's a stick shift, you're like, ah, oh. um, you know, it takes a while for you to build up the confidence to be able to drive down the road the way that you do now without even thinking about it. You know, you didn't start out that way. Same thing with riding a bike. You know, it takes time to build up your video muscles, so to speak. And I think a lot of time people, you know, don't even get to evolve because they're spending too much time comparing and or another thing that I see that people do is they think, oh, I need all the equipment. I need all of that fancy equipment. I need it all. Give me the, I don't have the right stuff. Therefore, I can't make videos. That's absolutely untrue. You can start with what you have where you are because it's not about the equipment. You have a camera, an HD camera within three feet of you right now. I guarantee it. It's not about the equipment, but you're never going to get to where you want to go if you don't take action and just get started already. As you start to build into, you know, video into your marketing plan and things like that, then, you know, you can start upgrading your equipment. Yeah. But don't use that as an excuse. You're just using it as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. They are all excuses. And one of the, the common problem that I see and, and that holds people back even to use your car analogy there is that they don't know where they're going. So they, they get in the car and they, they don't know where they're going. And I know you talk about videos as needing to have a plan, a purpose and a strategy. So can you unpack that for us? Why, why is that so important? Sure. It's definitely important. And Ben, I know you can absolutely relate coming from a professional production background. You have never, ever walked onto a set. I'm sure we're, we're like, just going to wing it. We're just going to yeah. see what happens. <laughs> That's not what happens on a professional production set. There is, you know, all sorts of pre-production that goes into creating, you know, every single piece of amazing video that you see, every movie you see, every commercial, every music video. People don't just show up day one and, 
you know, this, the set's done, the wardrobe's done, the scripts are done, everybody has hair and makeup, like that's not how it works. So, you know, don't assume that that's how it's going to work for you and your business if you want to emulate the professionals. So, you know, it's really important to start with the plan. And I actually have the seven phases of business cinema that I teach to my clients. And business cinema is the way that I describe the next level of video. So it's video with a plan, a purpose, a system, and a strategy because you don't want to get in the car and not know where you're going. Yeah. You need a map, marketing action plan. Yeah, absolutely. Marketing action plan, map. I haven't heard that before. I like that. So can you- Yeah, that's actually what I named my course. It's called a video content map. Nice. And it's all about determining your, your map, your marketing action plan. And we love a good acronym. So that's cool. Um, can you, you talk there about your seven phases of business cinema. Can you break them down for us on the, on this show? Sure. We won't go too deep I into each one, but let's, to. let's talk about that. I would love to. Okay. Um, they start with the first one. And if you like, if you like alliteration, you're going to love this. Awesome. <laughs> the first one is the primary principles and primary principles is the foundational foundation. Like don't even get in the car until you've done the primary principles. And it's all about discovering your destination. Cause if you have a map, you need to know where you're going. So you're marking, you need to know where you are. And then you also need to know where you're going. So that's where the primary principles come in. It's determining where you are on your map. So we can determine the path to get you to where you want to go. So you also have to understand and determine where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and I have what I call the four pillars of pre-production. And I know you have your four part, four part process, which is very similar. Um, the four pillars of pre-production are why, who, what, and how. Mm. Why? Why are you making videos? Why do you care? Why should anybody else care? Why is it important to your business? How does it fit into the bigger goals and other things that you're focused on? Because like I had already mentioned, it's a long-term strategy and you're going to need to revisit why when you know, you feel like things aren't going according to plan just to make, you know, to reiterate why you're actually doing it because it may take time to ramp up. Um, also in the primary principle section is your schedule determining like what I call buckets or themes for your video content. And these are basically like overarching, you know, themes that you can create dozens and dozens and dozens of videos about. So for me, like video planning, um, video strategy, video editing, like production, like I can create dozens and dozens of videos about those um, bigger subjects or themes. So determining what your themes are for your business and what's important to you. Yeah. That's all in the primary principles. Next up, we have pre-production and pre-production is all about creating content that captures your clients. And this is extremely important. Um, this is also where a lot of people go wrong because they think I'm just going to make video. Like it's a year of video again. <laughs> so I totally should be doing video and I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. And I'm going to sit down in front of my camera and I know I just recorded three hours of footage and there's a three minute video in there somewhere. That's an easy way to get frustrated and overwhelmed with the pre-production is 60 to 65% of the process. It is where you come up with the ideas. It's where you do your keyword research. It's where you write your scripts and determine whether or not you're going to, you know, put any content upgrades into, you know, connect any content upgrades to your video because you're running a business, right? And you want to not only attract viewers to the video, but you also want to get those viewers over to your website and onto your email marketing list so you can continue to have that conversation and build that relationship with them. So you do this by, you know, creating content upgrades and adding content upgrades to your video. So as an example, I have a video where I break down my video script formula, which is thriller, filler, spiller. 
And as part of that video, if you want a worksheet so you could figure out, you know, your own script, you can go on over to my website and you can download that. And I include the link in the video so that you can do that. I think what's really, part, I just want to just jump in on this and clarify for our listeners, because yes. many of the listeners are from a production background of this show. Not, not all, but there are, I know there are many video producers like me who listen to this show. And when we think pre-production from a production company standpoint, we're focused on what is required in the planning phase to, in order to get the video shot and edited in the right way, right? Um, but what I love what you're talking about in this pre-production phase is it's a strategic planning process. So it's actually being thinking about, like you mentioned, the keyword research that's going to ensure that the video make, you make actually gets found. You know, it's thinking about how are you going to drive people to take action from this video through things like content upgrades. And, you know, I love that, that when you're thinking pre-production, you're not just like, okay, well, what's the script and, you know, what are the shooting locations and what crew do we need, which is typical production company pre-production. So go keep going. I just wanted to just highlight that for listeners. Thank you. Yeah, because I bring the years of production experience I have melded in with the years of running my online business and I mix them together. And that's how, you know, these phases have developed over the years. This is something I've been working on for, you know, at least six, seven years. So thank you for pointing out and making that distinction. The other part of pre-production is, you know, reverse engineering that content again, to get back to the, to the strategic part of it. So you think, okay, what do I have coming up in the next couple of months? How can I reverse engineer my content so that I am answering questions or positioning whatever it is that I have coming up for sale in a way that educates my audience and then creates some anticipation as well. Also, you know, including those content upgrades. So you're building your list in the process and your list is, is being populated with people who could potentially turn into your clients or customers based on what you have coming up down the pipe for sale. Nice. Um, then you have the production side, which is easily produced pro quality videos. And this, this encompasses, you know, your set design and preparing your equipment and, you know, making sure you have those scripts prepared and ready to go so you can batch record, you know, anywhere from three to 10 videos at a time and you have months worth of content already recorded and it makes it super easy when you do, when you front load a lot of the work in the pre-production side, you can, you know, record a whole quarter's worth of videos in one to two days. If you have already spent the time doing, you know, the, um, the pre-production. Yeah. Then post-production, which is basically putting all the pieces of the puzzle together because you've already plotted everything out. You have an idea and a vision for what you want this video to look like. You, you know, had a script, so you recorded it and it wasn't like three hours to record a three minute video. It was like these, this is the facts, man. And this is how, you know, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, it makes it super easy to then edit that video because you're not sifting through a lot of footage or a lot of takes. It is one take for the most part, and it's easy to edit together and add in some graphics and things like that. The, Part uh, five is polish and polish is all about making sure that video is going to be able to get the most traction for you if you're uploading it to YouTube. So optimizing the metadata, adding transcriptions, you know, connecting cards and end screens so that the video is connected to other videos and, or you're adding links into you for your content upgrade or back to your website stuff like that. And that part's really important. I think a lot of people glaze right over that. They're like, oh, I did all this work to make the video. 
and I'm just going to throw it up on YouTube and people are going to totally watch it. Yeah. But, you know, they don't take the time to make sure that the, the metadata is optimized so that it's being found through search or more likely to be found through search, you know, making sure those keywords are in there, making sure you have a custom thumbnail created and not just relying upon the, you know, thumbnail roulette. Yeah. And I think importantly, um, part, that's, yeah. there's, there needs to be strategy to that, right? I think so many people just, um, you know, uh, and I, I guess you're kind of dealing with this in your pre-production process, right? Because if, if in pre-production you're planning for how you're going to polish your videos, then you're going to be much more strategic in the way you do that rather than creating a video without that pre-production process. And then you go, oh, right, now I need to create a thumbnail and um, now I need to, you know, optimise the, the tags. And if you haven't thought about that beforehand, then chances are you're going to be very haphazard about that, right, and probably not polish very well. Not polished very well. And then it's just like you're just frustrated and overwhelmed and then it doesn't necessarily get done to the – to the level it should yeah. after you put in all of this time and effort. And I think this is a lot of time. Also, this is where people just are like, ah, I'm just going to put it up there. And, you know, they don't necessarily want to follow through with the rest of that work. Awesome. But if you've done the pre-production, it makes it super easy. It does. Yeah. So we're up to six, I think. Yes. Six. Yeah. Number six is promotion because you didn't just do all this work just to throw it up on YouTube and hope with your fingers crossed, fingers and toes crossed, people are going to come and watch it and everybody's going to love me. Um, no, you, you have to cross promote the video on multiple, multiple social platforms. You have to email your newsletter. You have to, what I like to do is I say you should create complementary content, not competing content. Um, I see a lot of times people will do like a Facebook live and then they'll just take that Facebook live and put it onto their YouTube channel. I'm like, eh, that's not really what you should be doing. But, um, you know, you don't want to just replant content from platform to platform. You want to respect each platform for, you know, what the audience is on there doing and how they're, they're interacting with that. So you can create different, different promotional pieces from audio clips pulled from the main video. You can do, I, sometimes I do like my outtakes and I'll just do the outtakes of the video and put that on to Facebook as a native video and say, if you want to see what the, these outtakes kind of go to, then go on over to my YouTube channel and check that out there. Or I'll create like almost like a, a trailer, a movie trailer, but it's a video trailer for the video, you know, creating some sort of anticipation or piquing somebody's curiosity. Like, Hey, I'm covering the 10 mistakes that every everybody makes making you know videos so come on over and check those out you know stuff like that you can also pull quotes from the video and make quote cards for instagram or you know pull clips for your igtv or instagram stories and promote it that way yeah cool so that 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 also you know you need to spend time you know creating all of these supplemental um promotional pieces videos clips audio clips so you want to also be thinking about that as part of your pre-production process. Yeah, cool. And the last part is pollination and pollination is all about pollinating that content, repurposing that content, turning one piece of content into, you know, multiple pieces of content. So taking a pot, you know, a podcast that you record with video content and then turning that video into a YouTube clip and then, you know, um, using the same audio for your podcast, then taking that content and turning it into a blog post. So you're getting SEO on, you know, you're taking advantage of SEO from your, your website and things like that. Excellent. And, or taking 
tons of videos that you made and turning that into a webinar or a slide deck or, you know, the list goes on and on. So let me just play. I love, I love what you've broken down here because it really is a strategic approach to, to using video was so that, so that a, an entrepreneur, a business owner who is going to invest any sort of time in creating video is actually going to ideally set themselves up to get a return on that investment, right? That's what it should all be about. Not just video for the sake of video, but video with a purpose so that it actually grows their business or achieves some sort of outcome, right? So I love that. But let me play devil's advocate because I think for a lot of people who are new to using video for their business, it can start to get pretty overwhelming, right? So for someone who's not doing any video, the idea of, um, you know, someone like you or me saying, just start doing video, but then do this, do this, then repurpose it and then do different versions for different native, for different platforms. And then you've got to turn it into a blog post and a podcast and a webinar. And then they're like, ah, hang on a second, too much, stop. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, So I know that you coach people and you help people through this process. So how do you help them overcome that kind of overwhelm of too much? Sure. The, the, the seven phases of business center that I just described are for, you know, somebody who is already making video, maybe they have a team. So their team that, you know, they're, they're, I'm training, you know, their team. So their team is taking over some of these tasks that they don't have to, you know, um, worry about. So if you're just getting started, you know, stick to creating really valuable content. Um, and then st- making sure you're optimizing it, optimizing the metadata so it's being found through search and promoting it. Like though, you know, those are like the key things. And you don't have to go crazy with the promotion, you know, slicing and dicing up the video and creating all of these supplemental pieces. You can just, you know, notify your email subscribers and continue telling people and sticking to the plan and being consistent with your production schedule so that you're always producing quality, valuable content over time, that's going to create traction for you. And then you can start adding in some of these other more sophisticated strategic things into your plan. Don't get overwhelmed by trying to do all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm not going to get in a race car anytime soon and pretend like I'm a race car driver driving down. There's so many buttons in those cars or like an airplane. Like I'm not going to get into an airplane and just start pushing buttons and trying to figure it out. But I will get into a basic car that's not a stick shift and drive down the road. Yeah. I love that. And you know, that's what I would suggest to people as well is although the potential possibilities for video and repurposing and um, you know, different videos for different platforms is pretty huge. I think if you just decide on identifying really clearly, first of all, who your audience is and, and how you want to show up for them through your content and then start there, you know, start with that platform and then look for ways as you get more sophisticated with your strategy to improve the reach and potential impact of your content by doing these other things that you mentioned. So I love that you, you, you mentioned that idea of just, you know, just starting with, with one or two kind of ideas, which is super cool. So thank you for that. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back over to the four pillars of pre-production because I think that that this is, this is extremely important as part of the foundational thing. One of the first things that you need to do is determine your why, who, what, and how. Um, I, why I covered why, what, 
you know, is the content that you're going to come up with. So, you know, this is where you kind of like brainstorming, like what the themes are, what the buckets are, what are the common questions people are asking you? How could you help? How can you contribute to the conversation in a different way? What are you bringing to the table? Um, who, who are you talking to? Who, who are your people? Who is out there? Who is ready to listen to what you have to say? Then the last part, how, which is I think one of the most important parts, and this is something that people get hung up on or skip over, and it is how you're actually going to make it all happen. So determining what equipment you have, how much time do you have, how much uh, budget do you have to devote to this, and then that determining you know those key numbers is going to determine you know how deep you go down into this into this approach. You know, if if you have three kids and you're the only one taking care of them, then you're going to have less time than a single guy who is, you know, running his business with no responsibilities. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. And there are obviously ways to to get help as well, like whether it be growing your team or whether it be using various services to kind of fast track and, and speed up some of these processes as well. So I think, you know, when we won't go into them now, but there are so many different ways of creating video and using video um, that it's pretty streamlined, you know, and the tools that exist um, can really help people get started. So I think that that how is very important. Cool. So just to, to break it down, the, the seven phases, primary principles, pre-production, production, post-production, post polish, promotion and pollination. You got all the P's there, but I love it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Hopefully that's been a value to our listeners today. Um, just to just to wrap up here, I'd, I'd love for you just to dive a little bit into your specific focus on female entrepreneurs and video. And um, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I'm interested to hear from you, you know, specifically, where do you see the biggest hangups for, for female entrepreneurs, whether they be online business owners or not? You know, where, where, are, where is that audience particularly struggling and, and how do you help them overcome that? Sure. I, I think women in general are a little, a little harder on themselves um, and may potentially, you know, judged a little more harshly on their physical appearances. And, you know, that could be a stumbling block for a lot of women if they feel like they aren't where they want to be as far as you know how they look but a lot of other things like just a lot of mindset things come up i think in general both for male, males and females but some affect females a little bit more um mindset things like i'm people are going to think i'm a fraud like nobody's going to think i know what i'm talking about or so and so knows so much more than i do what can i add to the conversation or look at you know this woman's video she's so beautiful and amazing and so put together and i don't necessarily wear makeup and are people going to make fun of me or take me seriously you know there's a lot of like mind tricks that you know you have to kind of work through and i personally had to work through them myself I am not beyond exception as exception to this rule at all. You know, even coming from a professional video production background, when I first started, you know, filming videos for my business, I was like sweating, having this like out of body experience where I was like on the sidelines looking at me like, what are you doing? You totally forgot what you're going to say, didn't you? You know, and I just kept thinking about all of the people who knew so much more than me and who the hell was I and what was I actually bringing to the table and just doubting, you know, my, 
my ability to be able to help anybody and then you know my ability to be able to present this information in the perfect way because if it wasn't perfect then you know people were going to think what the hell kind of production person is this she can't even make a video her audio terrible her video sucks her lighting is bad you know so i put all this pressure on myself to make sure that it was perfect and at the end of the day the thing that i realized was there's no such thing as perfect. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect. And this is what I teach, you know, my newer clients when people are just getting started, like you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to, people can't relate to perfection. They're not expecting you to be perfect. You are your own worst critic. And if you just get started, you will start building up that confidence you need to share your voice with your audience because they're waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that also highlights the importance of, of having a strategic approach to your video, because if you're just focused on the video and that's pretty much as far as your thought process is going, then that's all you're going to focus on, right? Is, is the practical stuff of how you look on the video and whether it's, you know, created nicely and whether you came across well, but if you're focused on, you know, all these other things we talked about, then instead you're now no longer thinking about that. You think about the, the purpose of the video and the people you're trying to impact and the difference you're trying to make through the video and how the video is going to grow your business. And when you start to think strategically, you're taking your mind off those things that are really just excuses. And I, can see behind you because we're connecting on Skype here, but you have a sign on the wall behind you that says you can have videos or excuses you choose. And I love that. And I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap up this episode today here. Um, good message for everybody listening in. So Holly, how can people learn from you, find out more about you or, or maybe jump into one of your programs? What's the best way for people to connect with you? Sure. You can find me on all the social platforms at Holly G Studios. I like to hang out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and of course my website, hollygstudios.com. And I have two ways to work with me, either one-on-one or through my group program, which should be kicking off um, right when you're listening to this. If you want to come over and check that out, it is called the Video Content Map, Map being an acronym for Marketing Action Plan. And I walk you through all um, the first five phases of the business cinema production process. Excellent. Guys, we will have all the links that Holly mentioned there in the show notes page for this episode over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 113. Holly, thanks for joining me and for sharing your seven stages of business cinema. It's been it's been a great conversation, really aligns to everything that I, that I talk about in this podcast. And um, I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Holly for joining me on the show today. And I hope you got a lot of value out of that. Remember, you can find all the links over at the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 113. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review on your podcast player. Now, if you're on your Apple iTunes podcast player, just scroll on up to the top of the page and click that link that you'll find there to leave a rating and a review. Really appreciate that. And it helps this show reach more people and lets me know you're listening as well. So if you have listened for a while and you haven't yet left a review, I would love for you to do that. Thank you so much. Now, I'll be back with you next week for another interview show. This time we're going to be talking all about the power of personalized video. 
Now this personalized video is something that I've been playing around with a lot lately in my video strategy agency and with our clients. And I can't wait for you to hear that episode next week. So keep on listening, hit that subscribe button and join me next Tuesday for another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Bye for now. Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free Foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there.